Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Haley. And we are Reels on Reels. episode we're going to be talking about Creed 2. Now this one is a sequel to 2015's Creed which is in the Rocky franchise. And is it considered Rocky franchise? Yeah I would say it is like I think I think Creed itself the first one was the seventh film in the Rocky franchise okay. and this one's considered the eighth film in the Rocky okay. franchise. I wasn't sure if they were considering it a Rocky or they were venturing off into something like uh, I would think that they're trying to venture off, but because Rocky is still involved okay, in the storylines, I think they're still part of his saga. Okay, that makes sense. So in the first Creed film, we are introduced to Adonis Creed, who is mm-hmm. the son of Apollo, Apollo Creed, Creed, a yeah. character in the original Rocky movies. And throughout the first film, he becomes a fighter on his own. He lives up to his father's name and becomes his own fighter. And so in this sequel... It kind of moves on with the fact of that going into the story of his father from the Rocky films and Mm -hmm. the tragic events that occurred there. In Rocky IV. Yeah, in Rocky IV specifically. And uh, Adonis is challenged to a fight by the son of a fighter named Ivan Drago Mm -hmm. who beat Apollo Creed in a pretty nasty fight back in 1985. Mm Mm-hmm. So the whole point of Creed Two is that Adonis is going to be trying to avenge his father. I guess I guess you can look at it yeah, that way. But yeah, but like that's pretty much the main goal. He is has he's, this inner like yeah, it's like turmoil. a vendetta. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a vendetta with some internal turmoil that's been brewing for over thirty years. Yeah. So overall, what did we think of this one? Um, like as a film like i enjoyed it right it is a i mean pleaser. yeah i enjoyed it i mean it had it had its moments mm-hmm. right um but i found it a little too predictable i i would but... have to agree with that this one is a a very predictable sequel it hits a lot of it hits a lot of the same beats as some of the earlier rocky films especially yeah, rocky four like four yeah they kind of hit those moments almost paralleling to it but not really but you can tell it's 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 along the same path. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the same thing with the first Creed. It kind of paralleled the first Rocky film mm-hmm. in that way, but it was introducing a new character for a new generation. Yeah. So I think they're still going along with that, where they're trying to make this new character fit the same type of story notes, but mm-hmm. for a new generation. I was just kind of hoping that we would veer off instead of hitting the exact same notes. Yeah, I, I feel... Uh, even though Rocky wasn't really a big part of the film, I still feel like he was a big part of the film. Yeah, he's he's a big part of the film. It's, you know, it's still, like you said, it's still part of the Rocky franchise and it still felt like a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the later Rocky movies, not the early one, because the early one was, wasn't really all about boxing. It's about like, the character, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of kind of did touch a little bit on the character itself, but... For the most part, you know, they're, them bringing back the the older characters into the film, mm-hmm. um, it just 
felt like almost a um, a rehash. A I rehash, would say. yeah, like yeah. a re- not a reinvention, but a you know a reintroduction of older characters to this new character, mm-hmm. and kind of brought them onto his life. And for whatever reason that may be, you mm-hmm. have to watch it to you know. Yeah, this one's another one where it's like we don't really want to spoil what happens in Rocky Four, but we're hoping that we're kind of getting the gist across about what happened then that's influencing what happens now. Mm-hmm. It's something very personal for Adonis Creed that he feels he needs to do mm-hmm. in order to avenge his father's legacy and move forward past that. Yeah, and it it kind of hit the tropes um, mm-hmm. the, as far as story wise. I mean, you know. It hit its marks, and that's where it kind of became a little predictable for me. Mm-hmm. You knew exactly. I mean, for you, too. I mean, I remember you saying this is going to happen. I had an idea when I first saw the trailer for Creed 2 yeah. what was going to happen within yeah. the film, so, like to a T. Yeah. Not that it was bad being predictable, because I still rather enjoyed it, and it was fun. Yeah. It's it's predictable, <clears throat> but it's still a solid sequel, I'd oh, say. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a crowd-pleasing sequel. Mm-hmm. It, it hits all the notes that are proven to be successful mm-hmm. in the Rocky films already. So there's really nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it'll hit, it hits the marks and a bit of a roller coaster ride, but you knew it was going to be a roller coaster ride, you know, mm-hmm. if you put yourself in his shoes. I mean, oh, yeah. You, you, very you knew it was going to happen. Emotional have. roller coaster. Yeah. And on that note, Michael B. Jordan is he's fantastic. Great. Yeah. He's yeah. He is, he's a really good casting choice, I feel, for this character. He's very talented as an actor. And he he really just brings that emotion home, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just even just on in the ring itself when he's in the ring, like you can feel his struggles. His like he does a good job of portraying that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got no problems at all with his his acting and. Yeah, know, him, him being Adonis Creed. Yeah, and this film came out in late 2018, and Michael B. Jordan also had a kind of a really big breakout role earlier on in the year as Killmonger in Black Panther. So that it kind of showed on both ends of the spectrum for him on how great of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. He's pretty versatile. Oh, yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> yeah, I also I I really liked the the sound. Like I would say the sound mixing and the way that they incorporated the soundtrack into the film for this one. Yeah, I, have I to remember agree. saying that a couple of times. Like it was it was pretty compelling. Like that was one of my favorite parts. Now the guy who did the music um, for it uh, was the same guy who did. I think it's the same guy who for, also did Black uh, Panther. Black Panther, yeah. which yeah. the director is the guy. No, no. The, uh, Ryan Coogler directed the first Creed. First film. Creed, okay. Yeah, and now he came back as a producer on this sequel. Okay, I gotcha. But yeah, Ludwig Jorensen. Jorensen. Is, yeah, That's a hard name to say. I apologize if I am mispronouncing the Swedish name of this amazing composer, but he's done work on the previous Ryan Coogler films: Fruitvale Station, Creed, Black Panther. He did Creed Two. He's worked with Childish Gambino. He's he's done. He's quite been a around, bit. huh? Yeah. I do like his uh, his music. Yeah, for sure. he's he's got a really interesting style to that. The way he blends different genres. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of yeah, especially with uh, the the way he did Black Panther. I think that was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just won an Oscar for that. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is very good. I I like his work. I will keep watch for him. Um. Now, um, I kind of want to circle back around here. Um, talking about the like. Family, since we are kind of like talking about the Apollo or Apollo Creed's family, right? Yeah. 
Um, I, I like I know I've mentioned a couple times leading up to this that this one's kind of a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Creed 2 is focusing on a lot of aspects about family and yeah. to, to learn what you're actually fighting for. Yeah, and he was in, in the movie. He was asked that quite a bit. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky actually this? asks Adonis Creed, "What are you fighting for?" Yeah, and you... at the beginning of the film, you think you know what that is, but as the film progresses, he has a character arc and he yeah. learns what he's really fighting for. And certain things in the movie, he kind of starts to realize why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's and... paralleled with some of the other characters as well. Yes. This theme of family yes. throughout the film. Yeah. So it was a. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I can't really say it was a bad movie. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a bad film. Creed Two is very enjoyable, especially yeah. if you enjoy the Rocky films. If you liked the first Creed, you're most likely going to enjoy Creed Two. It is a good film. It is definitely a good film. Yeah. And you know, it was, uh, it was entertaining. Um, uh, it was fun. It was kind of uh, sad at some parts. Mm-hmm. You know, like just. Overall, it runs the full gambit of yeah, emotion. Yeah, and the only it's seriously the only thing I can really think of, to just a little bit of a knock to the movie, is just that it was a little predictable. Yeah, as I said earlier. Um, other than that, really, it's you know I had a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. So, I I would recommend you know people who who's you know who enjoys like boxing type movies or mm-hmm. even just for a good you know decent sports drama sports drama yeah. yeah i would do it and if you have not seen any of the rocky films leading up to this i still feel like you could get into it like they tell enough watch, of the story yeah at least watch the first creed before you're going into creed 2 mm-hmm. you know uh, unless you want to be a trooper and go from the very beginning I don't feel that's necessary. <laughs> There's well, eight films in the Rocky franchise so far. I'm not going to make you go back to the first one. That that in <laughs> itself is a really rocky endeavor. <laughs> no pun intended. But yeah, I do think Creed Two tells enough. It gives enough detail that you could just step into Creed step Two, into it. having seen no other films in the franchise, and still get the same the okay. gist of it. I feel. I say still. I would still suggest For watching the, the first one. the emotional weight of everything, mm-hmm. then maybe watch the watch first Watch the Creed. first Creed, yeah. 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 But yeah, if you haven't seen it or looking into it, you know, go watch it. Yeah. Go watch the first one. I, I'm still recommending watching yeah, the first Creed, Creed first. Creed and Creed 2, both, yeah. both good movies. So, yeah. On that note, maybe we should move on to our next one. Yes, another good movie that so, we can transition to. This is a, a little bit of an older film. Not is, that much is, older. Well... We've covered some really old films at this point, but this is, we're going to be talking about John Wick. John Wick. Boy, there's a good story behind this one. We love this movie. So first of all, (laughs) I'm going to do a little breakdown about what John Wick is about. Okay, go ahead. Um, John Wick is essentially a mysterious ex-hitman who has left the business and he undergoes a traumatic event which brings him back into the hitman business with a vengeance. And you mentioned that it's a funny story about it, so I'm going to go into how we discovered John Wick. <laughs> so I guess it all starts with you, though. Oh, yes, it all starts with me. <laughs> so way back in 2014, my family <laughs> rented John Wick, and I, I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. So I popped it on, and I wasn't really paying any attention, and as the film progressed, I slowly found myself stopping what I was doing 
sitting down and paying very close attention and really enjoying what I was seeing. And as soon as it ended, I was like, Eric is going to love this. So I told him, you need to see John Wick. It was a text, by the way. Yes. And you text. were like, what's John Wick? And no. I was like, it's a Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> and I was like immediately turned off. I'm sorry for all those of you who like Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves. I don't really have a problem with Keanu, Keanu Reeves. It's just the, the roles that he's been in for me have just not been the greatest throughout his career. There are some that I really enjoy, and this is definitely one of them. Anyway. Right, we'll come back to Keanu yeah. Reeves later. Yeah. But Continue on. I told you, I know it's a Keanu Reeves movie, but you need to watch it. Just trust me. And I was like, okay, maybe. So I forced him to watch it. So she forced me to watch it, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to watch a John, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves movie here. And I tell you what, right from that, that very first scene, right when it starts – the anticipation of like who is this guy mm-hmm. just kept building and building and building yeah they do a building. really a really good job of I, holding I'll, on that mystery yeah, of i want to say john wick for the first like 30 minutes maybe of the movie i would say the first hour is, is really it? great at yeah kind of building up this history yeah. of who this character is like at least the first 30 minutes i'm going like who is this guy mm-hmm. who is this guy what is this about what is going on what is about to ha- oh what is about to happen like yeah throughout the whole time it's good we, <laughs> we love this movie so so just ever since then like i've got my corker to watch it and he's got other people to watch it. Yeah, I, I've been recommending this film yeah, to everyone. Same here. <laughs> but anyway, let's digress back. Um, so that's how John Wick kind of came into our uh, our lives, our lives, <laughs> and has been part of our lives since then. Like we own it. You watch it consistent. Wow, I can't even talk consistently. Yes, I've watched it so much. I have so many lines memorized. She knows the whole movie. Like I wouldn't say I know the whole movie, but I know a good chunk. I'd beg to differ. It's a good chunk. It's like if I didn't see the movie before, I was watching, and you start talking, I'm like, stop! Let the movie tell me what's happening. (laughs) That's a nice jacket. (laughs) It's a nice jacket. But, but yes. Anyway, let's move on. Yes. Um, so, so what do you want to talk about regarding this movie? There's so much to talk there's about. There's so many things that I love about this movie. I think we'll go on to something that I know you really like about it, the fight choreography. Yes, the fight choreography f- down, you know, from the gunplay down to the martial arts involved in it. Uh, to me, as a martial artist, I thought they were spot on. Like, I was watching, after I saw the movie, I was watching... Um, uh, like those little behind documentaries the behind the scenes yeah. about it, and Keanu Reeves went th- underwent a huge amount of training for this film, you and know? it shows. And it shows. And like, if Keanu Reeves, well, not if Keanu Reeves, this is the role that was made for Keanu Reeves. Like, yes. I cannot stress that enough. Like, me being somebody who's not a big fan of him, his movies as much, right? I love this movie. Yeah. Right. And his, the intense um, training that he went through to learn the part and be the part mm-hmm. of John Wick. Oh, my God. Like, talk about dedication. He's fanboying right now. I totally am. Like, <laughs> this, like, oh, I couldn't wait till the second one was released. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
just the development of this character, right, to actually delivering what this character is about, right? Gunplay and all, martial arts, and just his demeanor in itself and how he talks to people. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it's all there. Like, yes, I am fanboying or that. It's just, it was done so well. <laughs> I cannot even, like, tell you how awesome it is. You just had to actually see this for yourself and experience John Wick for who John Wick is. Yeah, and going back to you saying that, like, Keanu Reeves was pretty much born for this character... Um, it's just everything, like all the performances that we've seen from him over the years, a lot of people have always said, oh, he's very cold and lacks emotion. And I, I agree because that's how I feel about him. And it works for this character so well. He, Keanu is John Wick or John Wick is Keanu. I don't know which one it is, but they're one person. Which one came first? <laughs> <laughs> True. I actually joked when we were watch- when we were rewatching it again the other day that maybe he was playing the long con with all of those movies leading up to this so that when people saw this one, they were just like, wow. Oh, this is the Keanu. They were like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> this is Keanu Reeves. This is what he was born to do. It's, I cannot. It's, I cannot it's, it's, this movie's wonderful. Yeah, his performance really works in this role. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and I going back to the... The choreography as well. I remember the first time I was watching this, some of it is so precise that I didn't even think it was real. Yeah. Like there's this one part where he enters a room and he's reloading a gun and looking at where he's going and and like purveying the room. And it's all done so quick and methodically. It almost felt like a computer was doing it. Well, that's what it was. His, His character is so methodical, right? Everything yeah. is – it's almost like he's seeing what's about to happen before it happens. Mm-hmm. Kind of like some of the other movies that – like The Equalizer with – what's his name? With um, Denzel. Denzel. It's kind of like that. Like it's all planned in the set or or um, 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 uh, Robert Downey Jr. in um, Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes. Like it's all in the set. But they don't show I've just show never seen it, it played out like yeah, this before. It just, it's there. It's like yeah. it's happening so quick and it's just like you don't even have time to breathe. You're just like, oh, Oh yeah, it's like everyone runs on like slow mo compared to John Wick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's yeah, that's a good way to put yeah. it. It's just what he's seeing is all in slow motion, so he's reacting to it in so precise, like reactions, right? Because he can, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, here's a guy, you know, pointing a gun at me. Oh wait, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Do this real quick. And There's literally <laughs> enough time for me to reload my weapon while this guy is trying to recover from my last blow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, insane. Just yeah. insane. And and actually, if you think if you if you, I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of movies since then have tried to mimic the choreography and action that John Wick delivered. I've noticed. Yeah. Right. I've noticed it's really it's it's had an impact on action yeah. films. Yeah, it kind of changed the genre. A yeah. bit. It revitalized it, I'd say. Well, yeah, but okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe change is not the right word. Because, I mean, taken back in the day with um, Liam Neeson, mm, you know, yeah. kind of changed that or, or, you know, up the ante, I guess. And then John Wick came out and really up the ante, right? Mm. You know, everyone's trying to mimic, like, you know, the John Wick style of choreography. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know where I'm okay with. things are going now, but yeah, I'm totally cool with that too. Yeah, and one thing I will bring up with a lot of films that are mimicking it, the camera work plays a lot into it as well oh, with the editing because a lot of times action films will do quick choppy edits and moving camera work so that they can try to hide the choreography being done in short bursts. But John yeah. Wick has prolonged shots that are just really yeah. long and the actors are doing this intense choreography and yeah. it's amazing. And it's not just the actors that are choreographing the movement. It's also the, the, the production behind it. The mm-hmm. camera people, the people running audio, the people who are watching their backs so they can get out of the way while they're doing, you know, doing their, their shots. It's, mm-hmm. it's all chore- choreographed into this one crazy, like, motion for one scene, mm-hmm. you know. And just you, just imagine the amount of work to choreograph all that. It's intense. Yeah. I mean, just blocking the actors alone, and mm-hmm. then the, the the crew would have to block along with the actors and along with everything else that's around them, you know, mm-hmm. safely. Oh, I, I can only yeah. imagine. So. <laughs> Intense. Intense, yeah. And I'm sure it also changed a lot of or, or opened up a lot of eyes in how action films should be done. No, yeah. You know? So. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of this one. There's, there's one scene in particular which I, I it's available on YouTube, and I use a lot to, tr- to coerce people into watching the film. And it's a club scene. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the entire film. Well, it's one of my many favorite parts of the entire <laughs> film. There's this one kill in particular that yes, I really I, enjoy. <laughs> I know exactly what she's talking about. And when I saw that particular spot too, I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, go on. It's just It's it's I really enjoy it. It's it's so I keep using the word intense and I just really have to say that about a lot of the things with the action and the character of John Wick is there's just a lot of intense emotion with it. And yeah. that it fits in with that methodical calculated thing and it becomes very brutal. Yeah. The intent. The the brutal intent. It's, yeah, the yes. intent just he thought of it, it and happened. he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. Um, and there, well, there's a lot of like kind of dark comedy in it too. Because like, I mentioned <laughs> earlier that there's this one scene where he like hits a guy, and then he has to reload his gun, and he's doing he's reloading his gun in the same time that the guy's trying to recover from the past hit, and it's done in such a comedic way that you're just like, huh. You kind of laugh it off a little bit. You're like, oh, that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to, So you, nonchalant. You have to see it to really understand what we're talking about. Yes. Um, so we're recommending this movie to all of you. Everybody. And speaking of comedy, too, there's a, there's a couple other things in there that not going to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But just the, the way the scene happened and how it progressed – into a reaction from one of the bigger characters in the mm-hmm. film. Oh, yes. Um, oh. It speaks volumes. Oh. it's that, That's the word. One word tells it all. Oh. Oh. And <laughs> you just have to see it to understand it. But, yes. And then there were a couple of moments like that. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of moments like that, really. Yeah. Like, there was even a moment where one character's like, give me a gun, I need a gun. And he's like, here, here's your gun, good luck. <laughs> As he's laughing. <laughs> he's like, here you go. Yes. 
can't help you now. <laughs> yeah. And and the film is very stylized too. I was just thinking cuz we're we're talking a lot about a character who speaks in Russian, so he uses mm-hmm. subtitles a lot. Yeah. And the subtitles are very stylized. Yes. Actually, that was one of the things you I'm glad you brought that up because that was wonderfully done. Like, I'm not a big fan of subtitles because sometimes they blend into the background. You can barely read it. You're straining to try to read it. The way they did this one, being stylized as it is, I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. it, it kind of blends in, but it's incorporated into the film. Yeah. And, and so it blends in in a different way than sometimes subtitles are at the bottom of the screen. You can't really tell what they're saying depending on the color of the scene if it's really yeah. bright you can't read the white writing so the subtitles for the foreign language in the film are incorporated in a way that really makes certain words stand out and it, it plays off of the action and the feeling yeah. of the scene it's almost as if it, it is it technically is part of the film like mm-hmm. it's, it's an actual entity in the film not just there to give you information yes it feels like it's almost like a character in the film, right? Because mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. The way they did that was was well done. Yeah. And that stylization works a lot, too, because it's a lot of, like, I'm going to go back to the club scene because I really love the colors in that and mm-hmm. the camera work that went down with that club scene. It's just, it's, it's so pretty. It kind of, that club scene kind of reminded me a little bit of the beginning of Blade. Yeah, you did mention that in the yeah. past. Yeah, so I, I wonder if they took a little bit of cues from the beginning of Blade. Those of you who have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so again, it's kind of like, like a club scene. Uh, it's got that feel of, like, things are about to go down, like, <laughs> you know. And and I think they did a good job with it in, in John Wick. And I, I remember you talking to a friend um, who was asking you an, uh, opinions on how he should – um, depict part of his film that he's making yeah. and you showed him that part and it totally yeah, hit the mark. In, in a couple of years ago, I helped a friend produce a short film and he wanted to emulate the club scene. Or, well, he, at the first, he wanted, he, he at a, first he didn't, but then I showed him the club he scene. He had an idea of a club scene, but he didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and then I showed him the club scene from John Wick and then he loved it so much that he emulated that a little bit in his own film. So it's impacting it's after he impactful. saw the movie for the first time oh yeah because you know we forced him to watch that too <laughs> i think we forced a lot of people to watch oh, yeah. it we, even we, at our own place yeah just wait for it viewers we will force you to watch john wick as well <laughs> yeah and i also wanted to uh, talk about the universe that they built oh yeah yeah so what, what do you, you got to say about that one? um well you're you're the one who often talks about how much you love the the world building that's involved in yes. the first John Wick because they're keeping things very mysterious but they're also dropping so many breadcrumbs about this really intricate world for these hitmen behind the scenes. Yeah, like you you don't even realize it's almost like like you know, we have our normal lives, let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody day in day out to go about their lives. But there's this whole underground world of hitmen that are with us on a daily basis. And you never know. And you don't you don't never know about it because you know the way they built this world as the movie progresses, right? They it's almost like little tidbits like you said here and there. They 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 you know, you find out about the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
you find out about other things that are happening, you know, like under all these, they use code words, like things that you'd never think actually mean something. Dinner reservations, you know, things like that. And it's like, it's like almost as like something happens, it's it's taken care of. Something happens, it's taken care Mm -hmm. of, right? And they built this world that John Wick lived in that us as a, you know, normal people, I guess, who are not in this world don't know about, Mm -hmm. right? It's almost like a secret society, if if you think yes. of it that way. Secret society is a really great way to put it. Yeah, but they're intricate, intricately interweaved in our mm-hmm. daily lives. You, you know? never know. You never know, <laughs> and and I love that. I love yeah. that, and it was nice to see not just John Wick's story, his part of it. So many but, other interesting like yeah. characters that they throw in. Exactly, and. You know, you find out more and more of the world that he lives in, mm-hmm. right? And what's involved in that world, and what are the consequences being in that world, and the code, and the that code they all must in live that world. By. Yeah, and and it's it's the kind of world that they live by these codes. You break that code, stuff happens, and it's like nope, there's no slap of the hand. Yeah, that's it, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So really great world building in this one. It's it's crazy. It's almost like um not sure if a lot of you know about World of Warcraft, but um in in the the world of World of Warcraft, there is a sanctuary and there's something similar to that in the world of John Wick. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's like wow, this is kind of neat, right? So I I didn't mean to bring like video games into it, but that's like the closest thing I could think of. As far as how to, you know, the center of this world mm-hmm. that they live in. Yeah, you've got this really compelling main character who's got all this mystery surrounding him. And then you have this compelling world that he has, he was a part of and now he's coming back to. And you you want more from it. Yeah. It's like you want more, but at the same time you don't want too much because this mystery is wonderful. It is. It yeah. really is. And... And I thought they did a good job at just telling you enough about it. In the first film. In the first film, yeah. Telling you enough about it um, and to keep you interested while keeping you in John Wick's story Mm -hmm. without pulling you away from it too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when they moved into the second second film, yeah, when they came out with the sequel, they they gave a little bit more information than we necessarily wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did expand on the world a bit more, and they're going to be coming out with a third film this year. Sometime this year, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if they set a release date yet. I or think not. it's in May, May of 2019. So, oh, that's coming up. Then. Yes, that's coming up. And real we quick. are going to see it. Absolutely, because it's John Wick. Yeah. So, so those of you who have never seen John Wick before, see it. We highly recommend it. Haley, Haley's just. Just she's just gonna tell you to see it. Just see it. Don't don't make her mad. It's, do it. Do it. Do it. It's definitely a a, a film to watch. Uh, it, it probably if you like won- action films. Yeah, like I, I'm not gonna say it's for everyone because some people will probably not like a lot of the aspects like of your it. Your parents anything. didn't like it, right? They didn't uh, really enjoy it that no, much. No, they didn't. They didn't really care yeah. for it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess yeah. If you're if you like action films or even just want to see a good action film, I recommend this one. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, 
you know, for a lot of friends that I know that are into action films, this is like a must watch. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. He's got to do, do it. it. You know, watch the first one, watch the second one, and go watch the third one as released. Yeah, but definitely the first one. So if we haven't stressed it enough. Watch the first one. Watch the first one. <laughs> I'm looking at this microphone with John Wick style intent. I think she just killed that mic. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not destroyed by with now. With my eyes. <laughs> Watch it. Definitely. So, yeah. I think... Uh, Thanks for tuning in for another episode of our podcast. Yes, thank you. Yes. I'm Haley. And I'm Eric. And we are... Reels on Reels. On Reels.